0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk Remember it's Sunday. Matthew chapter 7 we're going to have a look at this morning. I almost said this evening then. Very long day, yeah. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. But on this Remembrance Sunday, we collectively don't we say thank you to all those that have paid the ultimate price, but also all those that have served our great nation. We remember those that have paid the sacrifice protecting our great country. Countless men and women. Who have served our nation and so many of them as you will know and as you see as we watch the (coughs) ceremonies that have happened so many have given their lives now I'm convinced that they do this because they were and they are indeed people who do what they say their word and their deed are one. And it's so important that this is the case for all of us on our day-to-day walk. As Christians, it's important for us to do as we say, so that who we say we are actually matches how we live. That who we say we are matches how we live. A military man or woman, whatever capacity they serve in, must act as they declare. You cannot be a colonel or a captain. You can't be a leader and not lead. You can't be a gunner and not gun. You can't be a pilot and not fly an aeroplane. Their word and their deed are the same. Otherwise, I am convinced that we would not have the freedom that we have in this country today. As Christians, we have a responsibility to live then as we declare. I am a Christian. And you could say to me, prove it. I am a Christian, prove it. And I've said the quote more than once at this church, that you say you're a Christian, and if it was taken to court, would there be enough evidence to convict you? And that's the reality, isn't it? That we're to live as we say we are. I am in Christ. Jesus uses a really well-known parable, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That's all a parable is about a wise and a foolish builder to enlighten his audience at the time and enlighten you and I, even this morning, about the importance of doing as we say we actually do and are. Have a look with me then at Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Um, I was only in Matthew chapter 6 last week um, and I used a a section of that um, chapter. Alistair, really complimented this morning what the Lord's given to me which makes me think well somebody's in control amen because we didn't share with each other what we were talking on this morning yet nevertheless the Lord has drawn us to very similar verses that really complement each other and tie in with what the Lord's trying to say to us this morning and indeed really what we started last week as we looked about do not worry The analogy of the wise and foolish builders gives us, the reader today, a very clear understanding of what God wants from us as Christians, as disciples, as followers of Christ. And if we're a disciple, the word tells us that we're to be adherents to the word. We're to do what the word says. Deathly silent. Because the reality is it's not always that simple, is it? It's not always that easy to keep this short. It's not always that easy to not part with the information or lack of information that the head says I should definitely part with. It's very difficult not to get embroiled in things. The word tells us that sin crouches at the door. We have to be alert to that. But our word and our deed need to match who we are. Who we are, God willing, is really clear before we even utter a word. (coughs) Who we are, if somebody were to stand back and watch, God willing, is really clear before we even utter a single word that we put into practice what the word of God says. Let's have a look at Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, and we'll have a look what the therefore is indeed. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, crash. You remember the one at Sunday school? Don't build your house on the sandy land. You know that one? Yes. I like it. It might look kind of nice, but you will have to build it twice. You see, the reality is that Jesus is saying to us that we have to build our house. We have to build our life. On a solid foundation. Alistair said this morning something that is unchanging. Something that is steadfast through the ages. Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today and for a bit. No, I misquote. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today and forever. So that means that he is a reliable and solid and firm and immovable foundation. Is that not what we want to build our lives upon? I mean, if we were looking for a starting point, amen, that's it right there. That is the place to build. Jesus' parable simply shows us that there are two types of builders. One is wise and the other not so much. One is wise and the other is foolish. The wise builder lays his foundation on the solid rock. While the foolish builder, well, he builds on the sand. And when the storm came, when the storm came, when the storm came, Make no mistake about it, the storms will come. When the storm came, the foolish builder's house, well, it was washed away. Everything that he thought was right was wrong. The very thing that he built this house for to protect him from the storm, to give him shelter, was his downfall. His house was washed away, the storm came, and the foolish builder was found wanting. But Jesus gives us the wise builder who built his house on a rock, a solid and firm foundation. I had the privilege only a few days ago to dig under a house foundation to get a water pipe in. I thank the Lord that the house was built in the 40s. <laughs> the reason being is the foundations were about this high, at uh, uh, this low, whereas if it had been something from today, there'd been a big concrete pad to try and get through, it was just dust. Now the house is still stood, because we do not live in a country where we suffer earthquakes, but I am convinced. That should, should an earthquake occur, my word, that house will not be up for long. Somebody's dug under the foundation. <laughs> but you see, we as Christians, and as we see here from what Jesus is saying to us, that we are to build on a solid and firm foundation. We're to build our lives on that solid rock that is Christ. That solid rock that is the Word. And again, Alistair said, 1 John, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus Christ, the Word became flesh. We are to build our lives on that solid rock, that firm foundation. And when we do, our house, our life, will stand against the storms. And the storms, come they may, we will stand firm. Because we are on that solid foundation. Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, you have to take the word as the whole. Don't just isolate the verses, understand what they're saying. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But first, I have to build my life upon him. I have to build my life on that solid foundation. Don't get to Wednesday and think I've not spent any time with my God. And then say, well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Where have you been? Well, we've been nowhere for three days. The reality is we're to do as we are. We are to be who we say we are. And as we look at this little passage here, just a small parable, but the, the implication, the reality of this, that it's far-reaching because it means that we are able to stand or we're not. And when the storms come, we want to be in a position where we've made the right decision, where we've built our life on a solid rock, where we have a firm foundation and even though the storm comes and it might be a horrible storm but we're able to stand because we are rooted in him you know this little passage here some have misinterpreted uh, misinterpreted the parable as though it's like we must work for our salvation but that's simply not the case at all as we take the word as a whole we understand that god wants a relationship with you i know i'm my mind is blown as well i'll let that sink in for a second but he wants a relationship with you he wants a relationship with me the very god who is holy and just and righteous, the very God who holds the world in his hand, the very God who put the stars into space, the very God who thought about an ant and an antelope and an anteater, the very God who made a giraffe wants a relationship with you and me. If that doesn't blow your mind, nothing will. I'm wasting my time. This is the God who wants a relationship with us. And he's given us the instructions how to live our life. It's all here. He's given us the instruction, the manual to say this is how we are to live. He wants a relationship with us. Not that we should work out our salvation, work for our salvation. But rather, as Paul says in Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, It is the gift of God, not by works, so that any man can boast, so that no one can boast. I went back to the original NIV for a second there. Did you see that? So that no one can boast. You see, it's by grace that we've been saved. We have no idea how to build. None. And God said, this is how you have to build. Here's my son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's for you. And you're to build your life on him. He's your starting point. Outside of Christ, the Bible tells us that we do not have life. God said, here's my perfect son who's going to deal with your sin and your shame. Is this sinking in? This is my perfect son who's going to deal with all the things that you have done wrong the very things that separate you from from me, a holy God, here's my son, the Lord Jesus, who's going to deal with that. And then we have the opportunity to put our faith and our trust in him, to build on that solid rock, that solid foundation, and then experience life in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you understand, realise the gravity of what God has done for us? That now we have a hope that's steadfast and sure. That I have a saviour that loves me beyond measure. And when we read the wise and the foolish builders, we don't look at that and think, well, I have no idea how to build. God says, "I've, I've told you how to build. I've given you the foundation. I've given you a mind to make a decision. Now you have to make the decision. At some point, you have to make the decision. Are you going to be a wise builder that builds on that solid, firm rock? Or are we going to be a foolish builder that builds on the sand? Perhaps religion, perhaps money, perhaps friends and family. All of these things that we can put our hope into, things that change. Or we can worship a God who does not change. We can worship a God who is a solid, firm foundation, a God who has given his very best in the Lord Jesus Christ for you and for me. So he desires a relationship with you. He desires a relationship with me. God wants us then to live by what we say. He wants us to live by what comes out of here. when I say I'm a Christian, why? Because I go to church? Why? Because I've read the Bible? Make no mistake about it, the enemy's read it too. I, I'm a Christian because I put my faith and my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I've accepted the work of the cross. I've said sorry for my sin. I've said, Lord, come into my life and change me from the inside out. And the old self, the old map, God willing, is being put away. It's done with, it's finished. It's finished. And in Christ, I'm a new creation. And that's the same testimony for everybody in here that knows and has put their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The old self is done. In Christ, I'm a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. But there's a reality then to who we say we are. And the reality is that we have to live what we say. I am a Christian. Prove it. James calls us to that if you have a look at James chapter 1 verse 22 through 25 James is one of my favourite books you shouldn't have favourites I know but it is one of my favourite books not because it fluffs me up in any way shape or form no it punches hard but don't we need that so often don't we need that we are desperate so often for just a, a little bit of a kick that says hey listen Listen to this, verse 22, James chapter one. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. I come to church, I listen. He goes on a bit, I'll be honest. His singing voice was better in his 20s. No, listen, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. And I cannot read that verse without quoting the King James that says, be ye doers. Be doers of the word. Be doers of the word. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. None of you are that vain. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, will be blessed in what they do. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Who I say I am and what you see, God willing, matches up. That's what our testimony should be. That's who we should be as the church And don't get me wrong, Mondays ain't easy. Life isn't easy, which is why we need to spend time in the Word, amen? Which is why we need to spend time in prayer, which is why we need to spend time with brothers and sisters in Christ. This is why we need to spend time worshipping. This is why we come to church, because I need your help like you need mine. I need your commitment that says, I'm here for you, Matt, to listen and to help you and to draw you to the word when you have a bad day. And God willing, you feel the same this way round too. That's who we're to be. That's who God's called us to be, to stand on that firm foundation, to be doers of the word. Don't just hear it, but do it. Put it into action. Prove who you say you are, word and deed. We are who we say we are. We live for God. Our life is hidden in Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we indeed just want to thank you for your word, for its encouragement. Father, for its truth. I just pray, Lord, that you would just let your word settle on hearts. That, Father, it's clear today that you've had a theme, and that's that we should build our lives on an unchanging solid foundation on Christ the solid rock I stand and father I just pray that you would help us as we go into a new week that you bring us comfort and strength father That you bring encouragement to our lives that you draw us to your word that father that we might serve you wholeheartedly We just thank you once again. And Father, as we enjoy this media together, Father, as we uh, enjoy a time together just after this, we pray, Lord, that you'd just be with us, that you'd encourage us. And Father, that we'd leave this place knowing that we have been in the presence of a living God, a holy God who loves us beyond measure. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.